Whoa, hey, watch out, here it comes. The Epic Intensive, the Lead Machine Workshop, where you're gonna get the secrets to building your lead machine and passive income streams, it's officially on the calendar. January 24th through the 26th in Las Vegas. At this invite-only live workshop, you'll be able to get your own custom lead machine to work for you around the clock in your market. You can get help in real time. I'll be there, the team will be there. You can get feedback from others. You'll have the other participants and other people that are on the same path as you there. And you'll even get that damn lead machine finished. Heck, you may even make some new like-minded friends. I mean, everyone in the room is a buyer, everyone in the room is a seller, everyone in the room is a lender, or a partner, everyone has something to contribute, and you can never have a like-minded network big enough, particularly in this business. So here's just a, a quick sample of what you can expect at this invite-only live workshop. It's gonna give you the building blocks to build a lead machine that's comfortable and efficient for you to use, one that you will consistently use because you like using it. It's gonna give you the kick in the butt you need to start generating consistent, motivated seller leads. There's a built-in deadline for getting your lead machine up and running. You're going to save a ton of time from working by trial and error. You won't have to do any of that. I've done it all for you so that you don't have to. And you can finally stop worrying about how to create consistent quality leads, especially if you're new. We're going to pull the curtain back and show you what we're doing right here in our office to dominate markets so you can take it all back home to your market and crush yours. And you're going to get so much, much more. That's just a taste. So go to epicintensive.com for all the details and reserve your seat. In fact, I'm so confident that this will be the event that gets you to your next level inside of your real estate investing business. It's gonna take it over the top. I'm not gonna ask you to pay until after the event. That's right, no risk to you. All the risk, it's on me. I'm gonna carry that burden for you. So if you don't feel that the Lead Machine Workshop was worth at least 10 times the price of admission, let me know and you will not be billed. I'm gonna make it super easy for you because you know that's how we roll around here. So how could you lose? You've got everything to gain. 10 times ROI is guaranteed. That's the promise. Don't miss this invite-only live workshop where you'll finally get your lead machine finished and start using it to flip contracts for cash and hold properties for cash flow. Go to epicintensive.com and I'm going to see you in Vegas. This is Terrio Media. Don't wait for appreciation to buy real estate. Buy for cash flow and wait. In other words, your hosts, Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Yeah, hold that house, baby. Flipping houses can make you rich, but holding them, that's going to make you wealthy. This is that Hold That House show. I am Matt Terrio, and over there is Mr. Matt Andrews. That's me. That's him. And before we begin, we've got a free gift just for you. Go to holdthathouse.com and download the four-hour work month. The Ten Commandments to Managing Property Managers. It's really the, the key ingredients to financial independence through real estate that no one is talking about. No one is going to tell you about either. And you can get that for free at holdthathouse.com. It's a, it's a million dollars worth of advice, at least, and it's yours for free at holdthathouse.com. All righty. Matt. Cool, cool. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about uh, two things that we like a lot, single-family homes and multifamily properties. And really, you know, not really which one's better, but what are the pros and cons of each? Right. You know, you and I both own single-family homes. We like them a lot. Yep. We also both own multifamily properties, and we like them a lot. Yes, we do. You know, what are the good and what is the bad about both of those? Let's sure. break it down. Okay. So, first of all, I think... Uh, a, a complete real estate investing portfolio 
should be diversified. Yes. You should have both. Absolutely. And there are reasons for both because there are pros to both and there are cons to both. Sure. Okay. So here's, I'll, I'll kind of share with you what I think the pros and cons are. And sure. then if you can add anything to that. I'll, I'll just you jump know, in as you're, t- just, as you're doing it. Yeah. Just jump in. Sure. It's your show too, bud. Yeah, man. Okay. Matt and Matt. <laughs> Here we are. Alrighty. So single family homes. I like them because they're more readily available. So I don't have to wait for the multifamily opportunities to yes. arise. I like them because they're more easily uh, accessible yep. and they lend themselves to more creative ways of acquisitions, Absolutely. which I love. Yep. Um, in the right markets, they uh, they certainly can cash flow just as good as multifamilies. And what's the other thing I was just thinking about? Oh, you're, you, even though I don't invest in, in it for and look for appreciation, you have the potential of that upside. Absolutely. And if you purchase them right for cash flow, you really mitigate the downside mm-hmm. because who cares what the property is worth? You're not going to sell it anyway. Right. So you get to cash flow if the market goes up and down and it certainly will, it'll continue to do that. That cycle will probably never end. And when it's at a low point, lower than what you paid for it, you're still cash flowing the property. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And when you do appreciate, you can leverage that appreciation. You can leverage that equity out to help that uh, that house can actually help build your portfolio. Sure. There are a lot more financing options right. available for single family homes. Oh, that's, that's one of the things I had down for too. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and, and more creative strategies available for mm-hmm. it too. Um, you know, another thing, just from a you know real surface standpoint, you know, you're only dealing with one tenant, so right. that's obviously going to be easier than dealing with a duplex or a triplex or a, a big apartment complex. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, now you get benefits for dealing with more people, obviously, but that's simple. It's right. pretty easy, and and mm-hmm. for those of you that are do-it-yourself landlords or those of you that are just starting out your real estate startups right now, single-family homes are a great way to cut your teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, and learn if you're going to be the manager, if you're going to be the property right. manager, it's way better to learn with one tenant than like 50. This is true. <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, lo- lower barrier to entry. And then the other thing I like, and you kind of touched on this, um, I feel like there are more exit strategies for a single family there home. You go. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and a little bit more liquid. A little bit more liquid. Yeah. And I think, you know, you buy a single family home. Um, and, you know, you and I are buying properties to hold and, and hold them for the long term because that's what creates wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to sell that, you know, or if you decided, hey, I've got an opportunity to buy some other properties over here that are even better. So I'm going to sell these properties. Uh, who can you sell it to? Well, a single family home, you can sell it to uh, an owner occupant, mm-hmm. somebody who wants to buy that house, move into it, live in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can sell it to an investor. Correct. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you're doing with it. So you can sell it to another investor. So those are two exit strategies uh, that you have on it. And underneath those strategies, a number of other ways you can, you know, sure. um, you know, divest that property too. So that's something you don't always have the options in with multifamily. True. Right? So, you know, there's usually one buyer. If you're Mm -hmm. selling a big apartment complex, who's that buyer? It's an investor or an investment firm, something like that. So there are more exit strategies in single family homes. And I don't necessarily believe this is true uh, across the board, but sometimes you will get uh, a higher caliber of renter in a single family home than you might in a two one apartment or True. something like that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not always, but no. you, but more stability a lot of it's times. It's a broad rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, families uh, are much more likely to move into a single-family home and stay long-term than, you know, a family who's kind of in transition who's in some two-bedroom apartment right. somewhere. You know, right. so I, I think in certain markets especially, uh, you do have a little bit more consistency with your renter there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and those are those are definitely the, the pros. Now, there's some cons to single-family homes there too, are. right? There are. So, you know, one is... You have a higher vacancy liability, True. right? So, well, in the beginning, tenant. yeah, 
in the okay. beginning because that's very true mm-hmm. um, you know you have one property the one tenant goes out now you got to foot the bill for the property you're 100% until you find vacant a, you're 100% vacant right. um, so yeah you have that in the beginning mm-hmm. but as your portfolio grows now you can spread out that um, that risk so to speak that vacancy risk over multiple properties sure so if you have 10 single family homes and one goes vacant Ah, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but you do have that in building, so that that's accurate. But it's not as uh, that tends to be a hard and fast rule for people. Like, gosh, if it goes vacant, then I, I don't make any money. Then you're losing all your money. Well, yeah. you're, only, you're only looking at one property. You're not looking at your portfolio. If you're scaling up like you should, right? Using using the information that we're giving you in this podcast, right. uh, you should have many units, right? And so it should, you know, essentially your pool of single family homes should be like a multifamily property anyway. Mm-hmm. But until it is, yeah, you have that higher vacancy liability. The other, one of the other cons I think about too, um, and it certainly hasn't kept me away from doing lots of single family homes because I love them, uh-huh. um, but you know, you don't have control necessarily over the neighbors mm-hmm. or over who might move in next to mm-hmm. your properties or whatever. Whereas if you own an apartment complex or a duplex, a triplex, a quad, something like that, you do have some element of control of who moves into that next door unit, you know, and you have an ability to kind of affect some change there mm-hmm. you know but if you buy a rental property it could be the best rental property in the world if you know the Adams family moves in next door to you and starts freaking out all the neighbors there's not much you can do about that right. you know if they're not breaking the law or they're not doing anything they're just you know bad neighbors mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you don't have control over that in a single family home situation like you might in a mm-hmm. multifamily right? right thanks for sitting tight while we pay our light bill We'll be back right after this. If waiting for your investments to grow feels like waiting for paint to dry, there's a powerful secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know. You can accelerate your investments growth by two, three, or even four times. That's bad news for Wall Street, but great news for you. We're Turnkey Allies, and we'd like to offer you free information that will show you how to take control of your investments and double, triple, or even quadruple their returns. And it's yours for free. For the secret your financial planner doesn't want you to know, go to turnkeyallies.com. That's turnkeyallies.com. One thing that uh, I've, I've learned with the single families, as far as a con goes, is when it comes to maintenance and repairs. That, you know, to fix a water main going into a single family costs the exact same as fixing a water main mm-hmm. going into a multifamily. Sure. But you only have the income from the single family to cover that. So, I mean, it's a $3,500 fix. Ask me how I know how much it is because <laughs> I've had it happen in both single families and multifamilies. So my multifamily, could, it can that cost can be distributed over the multiple units. Yes. On this, on the single family, not so much. And then another example would be a roof. You know, certainly the roof is a lot bigger on a multifamily, but uh, you know, it's kind of like printing. You know, you can get five hundred business cards for ninety bucks. Or you can get a thousand for one hundred and ten, right? And, and that roof kind of works the same way, and you can distribute that cost over multiple units. Absolutely. Than a lot of times, it's just you're paying so much just for the people to get them out there and to get the materials out there. Absolutely right. So, so yep. the the expenses um, can uh, you know be very overwhelming on a single family, sure, and it can increase your cost basis rather quickly. Absolutely. But uh, that's a good trade off for me in the potential for appreciation. Yep. Right? Because if the market goes up, you want to benefit from that. Absolutely. It's not like I don't like appreciation. I don't bank on it, but I know it's going to happen. It might happen six months, might happen in six years. I don't know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to me that much because I'm the cash flow along the way anyway, but I know it's going to happen. So I want to benefit from that. Absolutely. Right? If, you, if you can have the appreciation along with great cash flow, we want both, right? Exactly. If we chose one over the, over the other, it'd be cash flow. Right. But we really want both. We do want both. That's the idea. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. For sure. 
So that's that's the other big con around single families is is when it comes to to maintenance for me that mm-hmm. that I've experienced several times in the hard way. But uh, you know, I, it's I'm I'm gonna get it all back. I don't that's plan right. on selling the house. I'm not gonna sell it at a loss. I'm not walking away from the, the crap table while I'm down. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. That's right. The, the, the cash flow allows me to keep on rolling the dice. And, Absolutely, and it allows me to stay there. And like you said, you've grown that portfolio, so it's not like you're sitting there with one single family home and that's your pretty little pet. Right. You know. Right. And that's what happens with a lot of beginner real estate investors too or people that are just you know in their startup phase and they've got one or two properties Mm -hmm. Uh, something goes wrong on that one property and that's your pretty little pet you Mm -hmm. know and Mm -hmm. oh no now everything's falling apart you know Mm -hmm. whereas if you own five properties or ten properties or fifty properties and something goes wrong on one property it's barely a blip on the radar at that point right so you know it, it all changes as you grow the business and as you scale up things that seemed huge Gigantic because you were looking at one tiny little sample size. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of those things disappear or almost become absorbed into the portfolio once you grow and scale up the business. Absolutely. So let's talk about multifamilies. Okay. Um, pros on multifamily. You like you like some multifamilies, I know. I do. And what I like about multifamilies, and one of the biggest distinctions between a single family and a multifamily, why they're different, has to do with how their value is how you come to the value of the property. You know, a single family is really valued or its, its value is determined by comparable sales in the area. Sure. You know, it's very easy to compare apples to apples for a single family. When you get into multifamily, you don't have it. You got apples and tomatoes and oranges and pineapples and bananas out there. That's true. So how a multifamily is really uh, evaluated is based off of the amount of income it produces. And so the reason I like the multifamily is because you can control that income. And based off the the cap rate in the area, Mm -hmm. if you can sway that multifamily a couple hundred bucks a month, you know, based on the cap rate and how that's evaluated, it's multiplied into the value. So, you know, increasing the rent, say 25 bucks per property or per unit can, can be a swing of, Twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in your huge, sales price, huge, right? And a big bump in your uh, return on investment. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So if you can manage the expenses, you can find a property that's underperforming. You can force the appreciation on it as soon as you take over. Yep. If you find a property where they are paying just way too much on maintenance, and you can negotiate those, the, the trash bill down, and you can negotiate the water bill down. Maybe you can pass on some of those expenses to your tenants. That has a, a major impact on the value of the property. If you can implement, uh, say, take out one of your your bedrooms and make it into a laundry room that or one of your units make it into a laundry room you have to do the analysis on that of course sure but that can that property is producing income okay or you take a you know you put in a soda machine and that property is now producing an additional income you rent out the the top to a, a cell phone tower that property is producing additional income or you have a big enough lot and you go ahead and you build um storage units on the back and you rent those out to the tenants. It's producing producing um, additional income. You don't have that type of flexibility and that type. You're not. Uh, you don't have access to that type of creati- creativity in with single families. Right. And this is where you can actually force appreciation on your multifamily just by causing it to produce more and cost you less. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how you increase the value. Right. And and you and I know a lot of people, and we've done this too, that go into apartments. You know, specifically looking for underperforming apartments, just so they can change the value of it by increasing rents and, and changing a few of those key uh, key items, mm-hmm. right? And you increase the value of it tremendously and then boom, they sell it, you know? And, right. and uh, now we want to hold it and right. we'll hold it long term. We'll sell it, you know, maybe way down the road or maybe never. But if you force the appreciation on there, 
and it is valued more, it just lends it to a perfect situation for a refinance exactly. of where you can extract cash out of that and go purchase another one. Bring the leverage. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it gives you more ability to go out and get that leverage. That's great. Uh, another thing I like about multifamilies is because uh, I started my business on a lot of duplexes mm-hmm. in Central Florida. Um, and some of the duplexes I had were, you know, side by side. So I'd have like, you know, three duplexes in a row, six units, you know. And that kind of gives you a little bit of, you know, economy of scale. You know, mm-hmm. more units equals the ability to kind of batch more tasks, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I might have, you know, some work that needs to be done at a single family home and you just go and get the work done. Uh, sometimes when time comes to get work done, some of those multi family units, you can do it all at the same time. Right. Have one person do it all. Like, hey, we're replacing the roofs on all all of these units right mm-hmm. now. You know, and so you're gonna save money. There's the bring, maintenance issue again. Yeah, yeah bringing in a, a cost, roofer and, sure. and doing all those, right? Um, you also have the ability, depending on the size of your multifamily, like some of these big apartment complexes that you own, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can actually in some cases bring in a manager just for that apartment complex, right? right. Who is a hundred percent, you know, uh, responsible just for those properties. So it's a, a hyper focused property manager, mm-hmm. and somebody like that—that's the right person—can really help you uh, raise the value of that property by making those changes and and implementing those things. So you know, I think more units equals more batching of tasks, uh, better maintenance prices, and then you save money in the long run there. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely like the economy of scale, um, you know, ability that you have there in multifamilies. And then, and you kind of mentioned this, but, you know, just less vacancy liability. Right. You know? So with your very first property. Yeah, exactly. With your very first property. With your very first property. So if you got even a duplex versus a single family home Mm -hmm. and that's your first property, well, you've cut your vacancy liability in half. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to think. And so, again, more units equals less of a lot of different things. Right. Less money on maintenance, uh, less vacancy liability. And so, you know, again, once you start scaling up, growing mm-hmm. your portfolio, whether that's full of single-family homes or multifamilies or a mix, uh, a lot of those problems disappear. Right. You know, so for those of you that aren't there yet, we want to help you make those problems disappear. That's mm-hmm. why we make this podcast, right? right? Uh, because a lot of those problems that really bugged Matt and I in the mm-hmm. beginning of our careers – we don't even think about those things anymore. Right. Because once you grow to a certain size, a lot of that stuff disappears or, like I said, kind of gets absorbed. Right. You know, and that's a great position to be in. Right. And Not losing sleep over that stuff anymore. No, uh-uh. <laughs> not at all. Not yep. at all. So I, I think really the the bottom line is they're both good. Absolutely. So do you do multifamily or single family? The answer is yes. Yes. Right. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and, and there's a reason to have both in your portfolio. And, you know, they're both good. They both have tremendous upside. They're both real estate. And, uh, you know, they both have come along with their challenges. But as long as you understand how those challenges are and how they affect you, you can manage those challenges and you can mitigate that risk. That's Alrighty? it. So that's it for today. Flipping houses, that can make you rich. Flipping multifamilies can make you rich too. But holding them will make you wealthy. And so we'll be back. We'll be back next week to share more goodness over here. Until then, remember, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Hold that house! Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. 
We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast, it's simple, up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. 